0: Listen to The Amendment now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to Moments, a podcast that celebrates parenthood to the fullest. The smallest victories, the messiest failures, and the bravest decisions. This week we're talking to a pair of parents who embody the term couple goals. In September, you'll see one of them be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame with two NBA titles, an Olympic gold medal, and a starting five, kids at home. Somehow, these two still manage to find quality time for themselves. I honestly don't know how they do it. Let's welcome Trinity, Jackson, Dylan, Phoenix, and Linux parents, Chris and Adrian. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. We obviously go way back, but I've always been like CB's little sister, just watching you from afar and to get to know you all, you know, and to see you all as parents and just kind of branching off and doing other things has really motivated me. So thank you so much for joining me today. And... We're gonna talk parenting, so. (laughs) Oh yeah. You guys are gonna give us the rundown on parenting because listen, you (laughs) have got it down pat. So I just, I'm in awe of you all on the daily. Um, But first, can you, Adrian? can you tell us a little bit about your kids, like
1: ages? Absolutely. Um, We have five children, so we are um, definitely a tribe. We are a group, and you can see us coming from afar, definitely, Um, especially the ages that we are right now. Because we have a 12-year-old Trinity, who is my bonus daughter, my husband's first daughter. And then we have Jackson, who is nine and dylan who is seven and our twin boys are phoenix and linux and um they are just like their name phoenix and linux they're fire starters and they're going and they're five and they're boys and so um yeah we have a team
0: well i think when you were reading off like the names and the ages i felt like it should have been like and now the starting five
2: (laughs) yeah we do that every morning like you guys legit yeah you have a
0: starting five so was this always something that you dreamed? Like, did you always want a big family?
2: Yeah, we talked about it. That was actually one of the first things. Not not the first thing, but as we got to know each other, um, she didn't flinch. She said, okay, yeah, that's great, me too.
1: And likewise, he didn't flinch. And, <laughs> you know, so to find a guy who's like all in on wanting to be a dad and be an amazing dad. And I got to witness, you know, him as a father when we were dating. And that just made me want, you know, to do it even more with him because I knew what kind of an amazing partner he would be in this journey.
0: First and foremost, you said something earlier. You said my bonus daughter. And to see it is beautiful because the way that you all interact and just really honestly, seamlessly, like you are her bonus mom
1: it's a beautiful thing. And I, you know, I grew up with a dad that was more my bonus dad than my biological father. So for me, like I had a really good, you know, I had a really good someone to watch when I grew up and he never tried to be in replace of or never tried to make us feel like there weren't enough love to go around. Like I think it's just something that if you have a lot of good people around you, it only will add to it. And if you have a lot of love surrounding you, it never takes away; it only adds value. So that's all I could think about when I was trying to take on this journey.
0: Things are different in this generation. Like our generation growing up
1: was different.
0: The way that parents parented, um, just the different values that we kind of want to instill in our kids. So you know, how are you able to kind of flip the switch? Because, you know, I think that that's the battle between generations. It's like, well, we've always done it this way. You know, kids should, you know, you don't have to listen to kids. Kids don't have say, but then they grow up and they don't really question the way things have always been or they don't change the world because, you know, of the rules that have always been in place.
2: I I, I know what it feels like to not be heard, right? I think we all do. The way I, I see it is... Yeah, there is an old school kind of way of parenting of sit down and shut up and ah oh boy pretty much waiting your turn and and then when you're not a boy anymore what like 45 years old then you can sit at the at the table and actually be part of the conversation, you know. I didn't want to bring that to my one one of the things that my kids taught me is that what what do you know? I I don't know anything. I've learned so much from them. And then even on top of that my father was not an nba player my dad is a plumbing designer from dallas and and he worked up his he worked his way up to that so we have a a different way of life you know there's certain things that i have to teach them or they're going to teach me about the situation that we're in um and and it's really just reading and reacting to me of course you um you want to have those values that you have that are close to the family, that you hold on to, that are a part of what you do. I remember one time my son, (laughs) something happened. He got happy and he just ran to his room and it hit me like, wow, I couldn't run to my room when I was a kid. You know, he's having a whole different experience than I am because I did not have a room. I shared a room with my brother for the first 17 years of my life. They have a different experience. And just like human beings, they wanna be heard. I we do have to be parents and we do have to make sure we guide them and say, Okay, hey, yeah, not maybe not that one. But but it's just, you know, it's a different time.
0: And he does it in that yeah, voice. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's the voice that you
2: know <laughs> like, All right, I'm but I don't yeah, I, I wanna to- tell you what you don't wanna hear, but that ain't it, you know, and <laughs> and that's okay. But um I I've learned so much just from being with them and And I feel it's just a journey you do together as opposed to I've been in those situations where it's just a stern adult, whether that's on the court or off the court, telling you what you've got to do and and you don't want to do it. That doesn't make any sense. Right. I'm not knocking class or anything like that. But I had empathy for those kids that, okay, they don't have any activities after class. And then you're telling them to sit down and be quiet and shut up. And they're just an active child and they just need to stretch and run a couple laps around and they're good you know but putting them in this confinement um you know it doesn't always work you know so i i didn't want to work out of that constriction um as a father cuz there've been many things that uh, once i became an adult i can disagree with my elders and say yeah you know that same tone Ah, well yeah. <laughs> I can give it to <laughs> them got yeah, the high voice sure. at some point
0: You know, they talk about how babies don't come with a manual, but being able to, you know, parent with someone where you all grew up in completely, I mean, a lot of people come together and grew up in completely different circumstances, uh, with completely different upbringings. So how are those conversations going on daily about the way in which to parent or, you know, is it like a consensus decision? Like how do those decisions on the daily, or was this a huge talking point before you had children?
1: We, I would say they are ongoing. I think we had conversations very early on, um, you know, relating to school or religion or things like that and how we were gonna embrace that or not embrace that because we have family members that are, you know, very old school. Um, so we we braced that decision early for those bigger things. But for those day-to-day items, I would say we're consistently talking. And we're also growing as parents as well. Because when he had his first child, you were 24. 24. And now you're 37. <laughs> so, you know. 37 but- years
0: young. You're good. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? I'm going to start saying it.
1: But I say that to say, like, we're also growing as humans and parents and on our journey as well. And things that we have in our toolbox or things that we're aware of now are, might be different than what he was aware of at 24. Um, so we're constantly assessing and talking about it. Um, you know, there's things that sometimes come up that worry you and you talk to the other and the other one's like, "Ah, oh, well, let's just wait and see. And... You know there's a natural competitiveness that worries me sometimes um, you know because they're naturally competitive so I also want them to be good teammates you know I want them to be uh, you know cheering each other on win gracefully lose gracefully Um, you know there's certain things that you know we're having those conversations about but Chris typically will be like ah you don't got to worry about that that's natural (laughs) especially with boys you know he'll be like even with the girls like he'll be like it's natural for them to have that so there's certain things that he kind of talks about talks me off the ledge with and there's other there's other things that you know for me like you know I think that I give him a comfort and a piece to that because it's really beautiful and and you know at the end of the day if what they're being competitive about we were lucky enough this past Saturday night to be around a fireplace watching our kids do a chess match against one another.
2: <laughs> then and, that was Saturday
1: huh? Yeah. But how beautiful, I literally went upstairs and I was like, my heart is so full right now. Like, if you would have told me that this is what, you know, like, that's a dream. Like, I didn't have that growing up, but it doesn't mean that we can't, we can't change that change that loop. You know what I mean? And now we're the parents on a Saturday night around a fireplace watching our kids do a chess match. And, you know, they were not taking no smack from each other. They were, this does this. Well, I want to know this. Well, if you're going to do that, that's going to make the board confusing. And they know all these terms and I'm here for it. And, like, I just want to grow old with my soulmate and watch my kids do chess matches the the rest of my life. Like, if I could do that the rest of my life, then I have fulfilled my purpose because it was just such a beautiful moment. My heart was so full I went to bed so peacefully just knowing that we're so blessed beyond anything just to be able to witness these opportunities these moments together uh to have good health and it's just it really like it makes everything in my whole wide world tick and it's just everything
0: that that is very special when you're able to to witness like you know little yous doing something that you know (laughs) But I would like to propose a trade cuz my daughter's not competitive at all so it's it's um it's really bothering me. So maybe like on the
2: weekends <laughs> or something like that when I need a child to be yeah, hey, You drop her off I'm at she'll Lama. come back ready to go, huh? <laughs> I, I, I just need, I need to
0: go take her through the Bosch training camp because she's just not like, if she loses, she's just like, oh, well, I'll try again next time. And I'm like, no, like you I care. will say
2: they just but have you it, you know, and I'm sure one day she's going to just wake up out of bed and just be ready to go. But since birth, since birth especially like, um, especially the baby, the baby baby, my my man Lennox. Um, he was not even two. I don't even think he was two yet. And we have a go outside, so um, I'll pick him up and, you know, where he can dunk it. And he missed it. He's two or not even two. And he cried and cried and cried. I'm like, no, no, look, we can put it back up there. Nope, didn't matter. He missed the first one. It's just. It's just in them, you know. They just have it.
0: <laughs> well, when you get a call for me where I can drop off Layla at the Bosch training camp to learn yeah, competitiveness, we'll chess. Um, yeah, we're gonna start with chess. But I think I think what's so special is throughout all of this, like we have not once spoke about basketball. And I think that's what I respect about you two so much is that you know there's been so much that you you all have done with basketball, but it's these other passions. Mm-hmm that make you all so unique and so special. You know, I know that the kids don't understand the trickle down effect of seeing your parents try something new for the first time. Because I think as as adults we forget. Like we forget what it's like to fall off a bike right. or we forget what it's like to like not hit the right note when you're playing the guitar <laughs> or whatever. Like it's hard. Right. So your your kids being able to see you try these new things and you know fail sometimes yeah. and that's fine and how do you react to that? So that's got to be special as a dad to be able to Go through
2: that with them. Yeah, we're taking piano at the same time, and we have something to talk about, um, something to relate to. But the part that I love when, and is when they're like, "Yeah, Dad, that's wrong." <laughs> you know, they'll they'll check me on something, but they're using their ears and their mind, and we're we're having this moment of saying, "Okay," or my son will come in and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna teach you this song right quick." I'm like, I'm in the middle of work, son. Hold on, it'll, it'll be a minute. Oh, look. And then every time he does it, I have to catch up with him. And I, I really, I really just have found to love being a beginner um, in, in certain things. You have to learn to be, love that um, because, you know, I've been talking about this um, the whole time during, during my book tour, but people, if they don't know how my career ended, <clears throat> I had to stop playing in my early 30s, 31, and, you know, health situations, blood clots, all that stuff. I was a beginner right away, and in everything else, everything to that point that I had mastered, not that it didn't matter anymore, I just couldn't do it anymore, not at that level, not the way I wanted to. And so that kind of taught me to kind of embrace and not be scared of falling off the bike, or... And what I learned in that was like, wow, it's like the dog chasing the car. Once you catch the car, what do you do? You know, once you're a champion, what do you do? Be a champion again and find, I guess, keep trying to find that thing. It's easy to say in relation to basketball, but what about in life? And that's what I kind of, that's what kind of jarred me was just saying, okay, yeah, yeah, you're Mr. Hot Stuff. Okay, take that ball away. Now, who are you? And I just learned to embrace that and, and embrace being a beginner because, um, you know, i doing music and stuff like that and you see the look on people's faces when it's not bad, you, you know, or you see the look when it's not bad. You hit that wrong note, you'll see that little, you know, <laughs> and that's fine. And, and and what I've learned in my experience is, is just to try to tell people and tell my kids too, don't be scared of that. You see so many people like, one of the th- things I love doing is asking people, can they draw 99.99999%. And I won't, I won't ask you, Candace. So don't even worry about it, <laughs> but they'll say they can't draw. Okay. I'll say okay, well, um, you know, what happened to just drawing your family outside with the house? You remember with the box house, with the triangle and the tree and the stick figures that's drawing. You have is you you've expressed an idea, that um, that was in your head, and and it translates. For some reason, once we get older, everybody thinks like, well, I'm a paint now, and I'll probably be Picasso next month, or next week. That doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's a journey. Um, I've learned to enjoy the journey of learning, and just getting better, and and savoring those small things when it's like, man, I did it, because one day you're not even gonna be thinking about it. And, and you'll long for the day. How many, I mean, I'm sure you're the same too. How many times do we hear artists or players be like, nah, those days back when I was, when we were doing this in this gym, in this studio, that, that is what people long for. So I've learned to kind of love staying in that beginner's ignorance just a little bit because you create new things that you know, don't exist because you're not you don't know everything yet. So you're just doing stuff.
0: We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome to our Capital One Cafe break. Each week we'll chat with a Capital One parent about their relationship with family and finances. Today we're talking with Chris Gatz, a vice president on the card customer management team. Welcome, Chris. First, I would love to hear about your beautiful, big family, because you, I hear you have five children.
3: I wanted to have my own starting five basketball team. Sure enough, uh, we have it. It is a beautiful thing. You know, it's a busy, chaotic life, but uh, it's one that we love.
0: I hear that you are a soccer coach. So you coach some of your, your kids in soccer. I mean, that's gotta be so cool to be able to kind of like coach them and and be there when they're when they're competing.
3: Well, you know, the coaching predates having kids actually. Then when my kids got to be old enough, started coaching them. And at one point I had four different teams I was coaching. Uh, they see me and see what's important to us as a family through sports and um, it's just been a great time. And I always say like, if I'm gonna be there watching them practice, I may as well be involved. I, I love my kids and I wanna spend that time with them. And it's a chance. You know for me to have that time because during the day i'm working
0: how has that role changed over time what advice can you give to other parents out there that are coaching their children and trying to find kind of a balance of it not making it all about soccer but being able to to be dad as well
3: well i think first and foremost i start with what are your priorities in your family and i quickly realized that even though i grew up incredibly competitive that was not what we wanted the priority to be in our family. Even though sports can be competitive, I think it also allows for different approaches and different life lessons.
0: So you before children, like when you were in the workforce before and your goals and your hopes and your dreams and kind of how they have shifted as you've become a parent and, and a father of five.
3: When I started working, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I happened to find Capital One. Um, and uh it, it just was a great fit for me being able to work at a place where i could really bring my whole self to work whether it's playing soccer or whether it's you know like volunteer events it just felt like a good home you know i think it's down to the same two things that brought me there It was the people uh first and foremost and then second i just enjoy the work
0: a lot of our conversations within our household when i was younger didn't center around money now we're seeing It's okay to talk more about finances and about money and about savings and mistakes that you possibly made that you don't, you know, you want your children to avoid. So, how has that conversation changed over time as your children get older and understand what money is?
3: I'm like you. I didn't grow up talking about money. You know, I I learned by what I observed, but uh, never had those conversations. And so, you know, I, I started working at Capital One, one of the biggest credit card companies and I had never had a credit card and I didn't know anything about it. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the things that I tell young people all the time, it's just, you gotta learn that. Whether it's someone who's looking to build new credit so that one day they can buy a car or buy a house. We have an app called CreditWise that's free for everyone, whether you're a customer or not, That can help you improve your credit. Or whether you have established credit and are just looking to get the best rewards possible and make payments very easily. We have a great digital app to help customers in that boat. And we're really out there looking out for our customers' best interests to save them money, to save them time, and to make banking easy.
0: How has your conversation with other working parents evolved from your first child when you first were entering into this balance of family and career And then now, you know, you're kind of a pro at this, right? Like you're, you're, you're the vet in this and talking to other working parents about how to kind of balance everything.
3: Yeah. I recall a couple of years ago, a friend at work scheduled a meeting with me and didn't let me know what the topic was. And we went to get coffee and he said, Hey, I want to talk to you about parenting and I was like, oh, I thought we were gonna talk about business here. And he said, well, you've got five kids, you're the expert, right? And I was like, well, you know, I do have a lot of experience, um, but I don't know if you ever get to be an expert at this thing. And, um, you know, that's one of the things I've embraced as a parent is that you're not gonna get everything right. The experienced parents with five kids and 12 years of experience can also learn from the new parent who's got eight months all kids are different, all families are different, but you know, I always think that the more information I have and the more different approaches, the better I can learn how to be a better parent myself.
0: There's no one-size-fits-all approach to achieve financial well-being. So Capital One offers plenty of resources to help people stress less about money and get on the right financial path. As a working parent, I love that their services provide both value and convenience. Things like a free credit monitoring tool available to everyone, not just customers, and their Money in Life program that helps you plan out your goals in life via one-to-one mentoring, group workshops, and self-guided exercises. Capital One is dedicated to helping you spend wisely, build savings for the short-term and long-term, manage credit and debt, and handle unexpected expenses life may throw your way. Hey, welcome back to Moments with Candace Parker. It's interesting, I was watching, um, I was watching an old rerun of an NBA Finals. And uh, it's interesting enough, the Miami Heat were playing in the rerun of the Ooh. NBA Finals. <laughs>
1: You guys won. Yes, you guys won. (laughs)
0: And um, it panned away and some of the players were tearing up and were, you know, had tears in their eyes and were kind of crying. And Layla couldn't understand. Like, I I don't understand. They're so happy. Like, why are they crying? And she kept going through stuff like, Mom, when you won, like you were crying. I don't understand. Like, you should be happy. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, it's like all the years and all the hours and all the times you get up Mm -hmm. and you go to the gym. And this is your passion. And you finally reached you know, where you are a champion and that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. about the passion. And I said, the passion is what's mm-hmm. making you cry and making you feel overwhelmed. And, you know, and I think if you're able to find those passions individually, you know, so just for, sure. for you, for you all, like your passions, what are certain things that you've learned throughout this time that allows you to get through those days where things are difficult or things are hard? You not. Yeah, go.
2: Yeah, so um I have my individual passions, music and drawing and art and all that stuff, photography and you know, trying to express those things through di- through different mediums. But um my wife challenged me a few months ago to to be more in the present, you know, and I've learned to kind of just take the day as it comes and not really worry too much about this mythical greatest hit that I'm going to make or this masterpiece that I'm about to draw. The masterpiece is, is in the day. So I pretty much have, yeah, I, I've learned to kind of just love my schedule of the day. You know, I get up, I, I work out, I, I have my piece in the morning, sit down and, you know, just sit in silence for 20 or 30 minutes, think about it, think about my day and what I want to do, and then I work out. And then you know, usually the... Uh, the house is starting to buzz, but I've learned to kind of just love being in those positions of doing what we do. If I get to, yeah, for sure, I would love to do some creative things and they'll come, but I don't I'm not gonna try to control the day that it comes. We have classes and stuff like that. I'm gonna be fully, you know, immersed in this class for this forty five minutes. And then okay, then after that, Yeah, I know the boys want their video game and they're going to watch me. They're going to want to watch me play or watch them play. So let me give another 30, 45 minutes to that. Let me set them up, sit down, watch them play, talk to them, but just learn to really just love um, the parts of the day that come and and just treat it more as like a ritual and kind of say, okay, this is where we are today. All right. All right. The kids are doing this, checking in the conversations, making sure we're okay. And, you know, if, if if I get to do something creative that day, then, oh man, that's great. But most of the time, if the kids are playing and they say, yo, watch this outside. All right, come on, let's go. You know, I'm not really gonna think about it too much. You know how sometimes we can get so head in the work to be like, not now, don't bother me. And we always had that parent or that moment where you remember I don't really, and it's a part of life. I don't really want my kids to remember that. I want them to remember me getting up and saying, all right, cool, not too long, because you know daddy's got to work, but okay, let's rock. But I, I just, try to, just try to be more, I uh, think more of the day as a whole, as opposed to those singular things that you're trying to do. You might not get to it. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a beat today. Then some people be cranky if they don't get to the beat machine. I, I try to just make sure that I do things that'll help me, make me healthy, help my children, help my family, promote the family business. And then we can see what happens after that.
1: He's been so <laughs> humble because every day that he creates is a masterpiece. And he, you know, he comes, he's just so used to being in a sport where you play a game, you play a game almost every other day for nine months or 10 months out of a year, um, and you get handed a stat sheet after every game. you know. So it was very hard for him to transition out of somebody handing him a stat sheet every day and him knowing what he needed to work on and focus his time and do all that, <clears throat> to then going into you know a new life where he's still writing every day, by the way. Not only is he writing every day and working on another book, but he's also working on his Hall of Fame speech. And he can, and he schedules that time out, and he does that, and he's so he does it every single week, and so he's working on that. And then on top of that, he's doing his interviews, and he has those scheduled on certain days, and he does does podcasts on certain days, and does media certain days. And then on top of it, he is doing photography class, and then on top of it, he's doing bass class, and on top of it, he's doing you know, you know, piano class. So I think that he's not really giving himself full credit, and and also yes, he's taking those times to go watch our children be kids and they know dad is present and i guess you know to see that that is the masterpiece like that's what everybody hopes that they get a chance to do in life so for him you know i think it was a little different because he didn't have somebody handing him a stat sheet every day and he was like i mean am i doing yeah, okay there's no wins I'm and like, losses you're doing amazing yeah,
0: no are you kidding me? Yeah. you know
2: um
1: yeah but i would just say that my passions to get me—I mean, obviously, my family is number one. I knew going into this, it was a mul- it we had multiple discussions about how we felt if we were going to have five children. We wanted to know that this was like, you know, we were going to go all in on that. So, creating magical moments for them as parents. Time flies so fast. The days are long, but the years are fast. You know, so. Most of the time, my job is trying to slow down time and how do I really make that time really feel like you experienced it? What is the memory that comes with it? What is the magic that came with it? And so, you know, I'm just constantly like I always call myself a dream weaver because, you know, like I'm weaving their dreams, my dreams, the kids dreams. But really, I'm just trying to slow down time so that we can experience it. We can have those moments. We can have those traditions together that um, we can be that. And so, yeah, being present is the gift because we don't always get that. And we don't know if we're going to get it tomorrow. So can we say, you know, what I like to always end my day with is asking is this a, a life well lived because you know there's a lot of things you can do in life there's a lot of things you can accomplish but you know I just it's really about is this a life well lived you know how do you feel and if not Realign your day, you know fix it. It's like a it's like a North Star It's like a compass you open it up and if you're not on track then just realign, you know (laughs) Just move your compass and figure it out and that check-in every day for me helps me to kind of recalibrate and reset or ground myself To if I'm not going to be the person that complains if my if my day wasn't a life well lived today I need to change that I need to go fix that if that's not the case so you know, I think that for me, those daily steps to reset and ground and, and kind of have a question for you, whatever that question is for you. And, um, you know, I also think about what am I communicating every single day that I come out of my room? Like, what am, what are what is a word that I want to communicate today? And it doesn't mean that it has to be said, but am I communicating it with my energy, with my movements, with my actions? And kind of just really trying to set the tone and really kind of encompassing that word helps me. Because if you're focusing on other things, then you're not going to focus on every interaction encompassing that word. So if my word today is warm, is every interaction and is everything that I'm doing aligning with that word? And if it's not, then maybe I need to do some work over here. And if it is, then keep moving on. Maybe I do a different word tomorrow. And so yeah. it kind of gives me a focus for my day. And that's kind of what helps me get through the days.
0: What's beautiful is how you all talk about each other. But what's more beautiful is how you all challenge each other. Like, it seems like you all both are like, hey, might want to think about this. And then the other goes in and is like, yeah, I think I can see it that way. Um, you know, it's got to be a balance to be able to share individual time as a couple with five children, so how do you find that alone time balanced with togetherness with the kids
2: <laughs> I'm kind of in a mode now where I, the dad portion of me is like, "Hey, man, we're going on a date <laughs> I tell them straight up, you know, and and I've just started that this summer because a lot of the time, and you know how it is with mommy if mommy is taking if mommy turns the corners? Uh, where'd you go? So true. <laughs> and I had to tell them hey, you guys will have be married and have a significant other one day, and 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 one of the most important things is to spend time. Yes. We used to try to get around them when they were younger. Now I tell them like, hey, this is my wife, and we're going on a date. You go on dates with people that you care about. You know, we'll be back. Just like and and you know you tell them in ways that they can understand. You know how when we watch a movie or when I take you and we go get ice cream or if it's just me and you, you know how that feels. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's that's exactly it. CB, not to to rain on your parade, and I'm not going to generalize, but it's usually a little bit easier for dads to um, leave. So Adrian, because I had mom guilt to the fullest. Whenever I left Layla, even if I were doing anything fun, I felt so guilty. And I got to the point where I was like, she's going to be happy when I come home happy. And then the next day is better. And then it's just like, if my cup is full, I'm a better mom for her. So how is that dealing, especially with five that you're leaving at home um, to deal with, you know, with that mom
1: guilt? I think that when I had four under four, that was the most challenging time for me, and I don't, I don't speak of that time lightly at all. I, think I thought you were um, gonna say I don't speak of that time. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't, don't really speak, speak of that time, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> but every, I would say that it's gotten a little bit. I would say it's gotten better as we've gotten older. Also, as, as they've gotten older. And I think that with dad setting the tone, that kind of helps as well because we had a couple that we went on a double date with the other night and her son who was even older than my son was crying when she left the house. And I said, well, that's where dad's got to step in. You know, (laughs) that's where dad's got to step in and let them know and explain that this is important for a relationship and really set the tone and really set the example that that's okay. But, you know, I'd like to believe that I hold it down whenever he needs me to, if he has a business trip or if he has something going on. And then when I have something, he'll hold it down for me. And I think we have this thing where we just can kind of know that we're here cheering each other on, we're in each other's corner, and we want the best for each other and we want the best for our children. So then what does that look like for how we divide out time? Because I want us to all continue to feel like it's comfortable to chase our dreams and have our time. If it's a girl dinner, if it's a guy lunch, if it's... If it's whatever it is, I want us to both feel comfortable that we can do that and the other one can hold it down and know that we're in each other's corner. If we're both working towards the same goals, there's no reason that that can't happen. And so we are firm believers that I would say 98% of everything can be communicated through as long as you're communicating. So if you need that time, and especially for women, I think it's really hard to speak up sometimes as a mom because, as you said, with mom guilt, you don't even want to have to admit half the time that you need that time because you think you have more and more and more and more and more to give. And I think it's really, I think it's really imperative, you know, that you do normalize speaking up about that and, and telling somebody or telling your friends or telling your family, whoever your support system is, so that they know where they can fill in the voids. Because a lot of times when I would be so offended that nobody wanted to do this or do that, they didn't know because I wasn't speaking about it, and I didn't want to speak about it because I didn't want anybody to think that I needed help or that I wasn't a good enough mother or that I wasn't this or I wasn't that. And I had a conversation with a girlfriend the other day, I, and it's a big thing. I said perfectionism is just too heavy. You can, we're, not, we're, we're not trying to be perfect moms. We're not trying to be perfect parents. We're just trying to be good ones, you know. And so perfectionism, it's too heavy to carry. It's too mm-hmm. much of a burden. I've had to give it up. I started out thinking that, you know, everything was gonna. I've had a couple of girlfriends call me crying because their kids were going through potty training. And they're like, they're not learning. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, but you don't know any adult that didn't learn potty training. So give yourself grace and give yourself patience and give yourself time. And if your boy went through it a little slower than your girl or whatever it is, like it's like OK because it's going to happen. And as a parent, you're a good parent. And that's what matters is that you get in those good reps, not those perfect reps, because we can't even set the tone for our kids to think that they have to be perfect to be accepted. You know, So we start by setting the example of we're not perfect. In fact, me and dad aren't perfect either but we're damn good. And we're going to give our all to you every day. And whether that's me one day or him one day, or both of us some days, we're here, we're in your corner, and we want to see you do amazing things.
0: Well, I can say this. Um, I knew you all, and I was inspired by y'all before, but I'm just blown away and more inspired every day just watching you all, the way you parent, the way you navigate life, the relationship you all have. So
1: I just I want to say thank you that I'm grateful that I know you. I'm grateful that you are are a bar that is set that I think will be set for a very long time to watch you consistently reinvent and grow and parent the way that you have found a way to merge your worlds of all the different roles of all the different hats you wear, the way that you do it and you make it look so graceful and for those of us that do that, we know that that is one of the hardest things to do.
0: Adrian's on here trying to make uh, thugs cry. CB. CB. Oh yeah, yeah, come thugs on, get that third pass. Like, what are like, you oh, talking like, about? Come on. In here. No, <laughs> That's it for this episode of Moments with Candice Parker. Thank you so much to Chris and Adrian Bosch. If you've got a question, a story, or a moment you'd like to share, please leave a voicemail at 732-889-3358. If you'd like to learn more about the show, you can follow us on Twitter at WMN Media or on Instagram at WMN.media. You can also follow me, Candace, at Candace Parker on Instagram. Moments with Candice Parker is a Wonder Media Network production. It's produced by Maddie Foley and Brittany Martinez, with help from Alessandra Tejeda. Our executive producers are Robin Roberts and Jenny Kaplan. Special thanks to our exclusive season sponsor, Capital One. See you later.